Good morning. So great to see you. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll go ahead and get that out of the way. Front end of the week. Hope that you have a wonderful week. I know that we have a lot of people already traveling. Welcome to you if you're joining us online this morning. Just real quick recap of where things are with the renovation. Trying to update you as much as we can. Got a couple of pictures. We have walls. We have real live walls. We have half a wall. Uh, one side has uh, um, drywall on it, and then, you know, they got inspected and all those things. But some really cool things are happening. I know I have pictures. They're like, where's my phone? Uh, maybe I don't have pictures. Trust me, there are walls over there. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, th this is the big wall right here. And um, classrooms, this, that's the entrance back there. So things keep going up, things keep, keep getting put in the right place, and uh, we're probably on track for late January, something like that, in order to move all of our children's ministry into one location. This will be the first time since we've been over at this address uh, that we'll have all of our kids in the same space and be more secure. Got some exciting things planned for uh, what that space is going to look like. Thank you to those who have given. We've kind of been tracking towards this project for over a year now and a thank you for those who've been faithful to give our our christmas offering this year is again going to uh allow us to pay for that project in cash we're hoping to not have to borrow any money in order to move into that space and so as we come to the end of the year as you're kind of maybe thinking about some end of year giving consider our christmas offering uh, for this year also want to give a shout out to the volunteers who came yesterday uh, if this is your first Christmas with us we partner with some local community leaders and agencies in Walton County to help provide food boxes to needy families so schools collect canned foods we go get those canned foods and then we spent six hours yesterday sorting canned foods we got all of the food sorted now we're going to start putting together 250 food boxes. We're going to feed 250 families, not just a meal, uh, but if you've helped us with these boxes before, you know there's enough food to get them through several weeks. Uh, so there's still opportunities for you to be a part. You can help us pack boxes. On December 9th, you can help us deliver boxes starting about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. We'll, we, we're going to be delivering those food boxes out to the 250 families. And so still lots of great ways to get involved in this project. But so grateful for those who helped us uh, this past week. We are at the end of this series called Back to the Start. And uh, just to do a, a quick recap, I know some of you are here for the first time today. Where we've been heading in this series is we've taken a look at what happens when you come to those moments in your spiritual life where you start questioning things, you start doubting things, you start wondering about things. Maybe life experience has done that to you. Maybe turning on the television has done that to you. Seeing what our world is like and asking some really good but really hard questions maybe there's a, a spiritual question that you've had that you just haven't been able to get a good answer what do you do in those moments and we've been comparing the spiritual journey to a corn maze because it's corn maze season and and we said you know at the beginning of a corn maze you know where to start usually because there's a big start sign right you're you're convinced i'm on the right path the problem is once you get into the corn maze you're you sometimes begin to wonder, did I make the right turn? Did I go the right direction? Have we been here before? Am I on the right path? 
The spiritual life, if you stick with it long enough, you're going to have those moments. You're going to ask hard questions. Am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Again, sometimes life experiences do that to us. Sometimes church does that to us. We have a church experience. We have experience with church leaders. And it causes us to just question a lot of things. What do we do? So the first couple of weeks, we talked about some, some beliefs that you can go back to. And you can just reaffirm, yes, this is true. Yes, I want to keep walking on this path. And then last week and this week, I'm talking about some items that can help us, kind of surround us, help us keep moving forward in those times that we begin to question. This week, I want to look at the, the idea of spiritual habits in our lives, spiritual rhythms. Some people call them spiritual disciplines, those things that we do in our spiritual life that we do consistently, and they form a foundation for us. And because they form a foundation, when we question and struggle, we can go back to that foundation. Uh, you have habits in your life, in every area of your life. You have habits, you have rhythms, you have ways that you do things. You don't even think about it anymore. This, this morning, you engaged in habits. You woke up, and probably whatever happened for the next 30 to 60 minutes, it was all habits. And you do it the same way every day, whether you fix a cup of coffee and then get in the shower or get in the shower and then fix a cup of coffee, whether you read a little something when you first get up, whether you grab your phone first thing, whatever you do in the mornings, it's probably a habit. You don't even think about them. You don't plan for them. You don't make any decisions. You just get up and do them. And, and yes, weekends may be a little bit different from weekdays, but you have a pattern. You have a way that you do things. Shower. Do you take a shower in the morning? Do you take a shower in the evening? Do you take a shower in the morning and the evening? Do you ever take a shower? It's a pattern. Like it's a habit. It's something you do. And typically, you do it the exact same way. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to plan for it. You don't have to Google how to brush my teeth every morning, do you? No, you just know this is how I do it. This is the way. The way you take a shower, you probably do it the exact same way every single time. Maybe you're a top-down person. Maybe you're a bottom-up person. Maybe you're a middle-out person, which would, that would be really weird, but no judgment. Middle-out, whatever you do, however you do it, as long as you get it accomplished, that's all that really matters, but you don't think about it. You, just do, you do it the same way. And the location doesn't even change the way you do it. Like some of you are going to be traveling. You haven't traveled yet for Thanksgiving, but you're going to be traveling this week. You're going to be in a hotel. You're going to be in a friend's house. You're going to be in a family member's house. You're going to be at a vacation rental. The shower's going to be completely different, and you're going to shower the exact same way. The environment doesn't change it. It's a habit. It's a rhythm. It's the way you go about doing things. One of the great things about having these rhythms, about having these habits, again, is I don't have to keep thinking about them. They're kind of in that automatic pilot part of our brain. We just do them. We don't think about them. We don't, we don't necessarily even plan for them. We are just used to doing them. They don't take up any of our brain space. We just know what to do because we've been doing them so long now in the spiritual life spiritual habits 
are extremely valuable. Again, some people call them disciplines. So I, I think of them as rhythms, just things that we repeat, things that we do over and over again. They're kind of a discipline in that some of them take a little bit of work to get going. We, we kind of have to plan. We have to think about it at first. But once we establish that particular rhythm, we don't have to think about it as much. We just do it. And, and, and it's, it's not that when we're engaging in a spiritual habit or rhythm, we're not, our mind isn't on it. We are paying attention. We, we are conscious of what we're doing. It's just that we're, we've built it into our life. We've built this rhythm and this habit into our, our life. Now, let me just real quickly deal with what could be a pushback on this subject. And the pushback could go like this. Our spiritual life shouldn't just be habit. Or our spiritual life shouldn't just be going through the motions. Exactly. I totally agree with that. But there are some things that if we do them consistently, yes, if we bring our mind, if we bring our heart to them, on a consistent basis will make us the people that God wants us to be. That will help further us along our spiritual journey. As Paul's talking about this concept, this idea, he uses the analogy of physical activity or athletic activity. Let me give you two examples. This is 1 Timothy, way over towards the end of the New Testament. 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. Paul is writing to Timothy, who is kind of his protege. And he's talking to Timothy about pastoring his church. But he's also giving Timothy some, some personal spiritual advice. That's what we find in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7, Paul says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Paul uses this almost this exact analogy in slightly different terms. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 24, he writes, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. So same illustration. He gives a, a physical example. Runners, boxers, Olympic athletes, they train. They have discipline. They have habits. They have rhythms. And what they're gaining is an earthly prize. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not going to last forever. What we're doing in our spiritual life we're training, we're building habits, we're building discipline because there's an eternal prize at stake. There's something more valuable. There's something that is worth more. Athletes have certain exercises that they repeat over and over again to get them ready for the competition. That's what training is. Training is repeating the same exercises again and again in order to grow and improve. Training is repeating the same exercises 
again and again in order to grow and improve. Having a rhythm of these specific training exercises which are going to produce this specific result later on. If you work out at home, if you exercise, if you go to the gym, chances are you have a set of exercises that you do. Maybe you alternate days or different parts of the body that you work out, but you're probably really consistent. I do these exercises on Monday and these exercises on Tuesday and these, or I just do the same ones. If you're a runner, you get out and you just run, right? You do the same one over and over and it is in the repeating of that exercise that you get closer to your goal. It is the habitual, rhythmic, I'm going to do this consistently, not once or twice. I'm going to do this consistently because I have a larger goal. And this is a really important note on spiritual habits and disciplines. The training is not the goal. It's the path to the goal. The training is not the goal. There is a larger goal. If your goal in working out is, I want to run for 30 minutes on the treadmill, that's a really weird goal for you, right? Hopefully, there's something more than running on a treadmill that's your goal. Like ultimately, hopefully, your goal is, I want to be in better shape, right? Maybe there's some markers that I, I want to get in a better place. I want to lower my cholesterol. I want, to, uh, I, I want to bring my blood pressure down. Like those are the bigger goals. But the way I get to those goals is I engage in this discipline. Right? Lifting weights is kind of a weird goal because at, when you say that lifting weights is your goal, you're saying my goal is to pick stuff up and put it down. Right? I just want to pick stuff up and put it down. That's not a really ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is I want to be healthier. I want to be stronger. You know, for me, I have a rhythm of exercise. My goal is I just don't want to die anytime soon. Like that's it. I don't want to die anytime soon. I like my life. I like the people in my life. I like all of you. I want to be here a little while longer. Heaven's going to be great. All of that, you know, all of that's true. I just don't want to die anytime soon. And the time that I have, I, 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 want, I want to be able to use it effectively. I want to be able to enjoy the time that I have. As much as it depends on me, and obviously everything doesn't depend on me. But I do these little goals, I do these little tasks, these rhythms, these habits. Because there is a bigger goal that I want to accomplish when it comes to our spiritual life Spiritual habits are important. They're not the goal. The goal is, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to know God better. I want to know what God wants for my life. How do I do that? Well, I have some habits. Like I spend time in his word because that's where I find out what God wants for me. I, I, I build a rhythm of prayer not because prayer is the goal, but because I want to have God's heart and God's mind. I, I want to know what God wants for me. And prayer helps me do that. The task is not the goal. The discipline is not the goal. But the habit, the spiritual rhythm is what leads me to the goal that God has for me. Uh, as I said, we, we've been talking in this series about 
when we struggle, what are some things we can go back to? How can we go back to the start and kind of get a fresh running start? So here, kind of, this is kind of the idea for today right here. When I'm unsure about my faith, I can fall back on the spiritual rhythms I've established. When I'm unsure, when I'm questioning, when I'm doubting, when I'm disillusioned, with people, with Christians, with churches, with what, when I'm disillusioned by what I'm seeing, if I have built healthy spiritual rhythms in my life, I can lean on those. I can fall back on those. I, I can keep moving forward with those. And you, you don't have to try to come up with a bunch of new ones, like just the ones you already know about. The, the ones maybe you've already practiced in the past or maybe you're practicing them right now. Like for me, a, a, a rhythm for me is worshiping with all of you every week. Like that's a rhythm that I need in my life. Do I always feel like it? No, I don't love you. I don't always feel like it. I know this is my job and so it's a little bit different maybe, but let's just be honest. I don't always feel feel like this every seven days can i find an excuse to not do this yeah i mean i got vacation time right i can always find a reason why i shouldn't be here but here's what i know this rhythm of being with you of worshiping together of, of us singing together of us praying together of us studying god's word together of me finding out what's happening in your life every seven days to be reminded man i love our people and i'm loved by our people i that's a rhythm for me and i need it and yeah i can find an excuse not to come i don't always feel like being here it's kind of like working out at the gym i don't always feel like going i don't always feel like going i can always make an excuse not to go but i know i need that rhythm in my life I need that consistency in my life. I need that foundation in my life in order to be healthy when it comes to our spiritual life, in order to be spiritually healthy, in order to, to have spiritual vitality, in order to not get wiped out every time something happens that I don't understand. I need that rhythm, that consistency. When I go to the gym, there are some times that I'm seeing progress and I feel like I'm gaining ground. Like there are days that I go and I think, man, I was faster today than I was yesterday. I ran longer this week than I could run last week. I got to pick up more weight this week than I could pick up last week. There are seasons in physically working out where I'm motivated and I'm excited and I'm seeing progress and I go, yeah, that's better and that's better and that's better. And there are seasons that just aren't. There are seasons when I'm tired, when I finish a workout and I go, man, I was slower than I've been in a long time. That was harder. It felt like it was harder than it's been in a, a long time. But it is the consistency in both of those seasons that ultimately leads to progress. Spiritual life is the same way. 
Listen, there are times you and I, we're going to be motivated to pray like never before. Like we'll lose track of time. We'll just start praying. We're going to be motivated to read God's word and we'll get into God's word. We'll get really interested. And there'll be times that it just won't be that exciting. That's the way rhythms are. That's the way habits are. That's the way disciplines are that, yeah, there's sometimes you really feel like you're making progress and there are times you're not but you keep the rhythm because you know this is what is best for you. You know this is what is helping you to grow. Here's the truth, and you know this. We rarely see results from any single day of discipline. We rarely see results. We rarely see any big changes from one day of keeping a rhythm. We want to see big changes, right? We want to go to the gym one time and have the perfect body. We want to pick up one dumbbell and have massive biceps, right? You're like me. You eat a salad for lunch, and you want to know why you didn't lose five pounds when you get home that night. Like, I had a salad for lunch today. I had two cheeseburgers and ice cream for dinner, but I had a salad for lunch today, and that should have counted for something. Like, we want that instant result, but we know it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen physically. It doesn't happen in relationships. It doesn't happen spiritually. The truth is, praying one time may not change much about you. But praying consistently over days and weeks and months and years transforms you into a praying person whose heart and mind are more attuned to what God's doing. It didn't happen one day. It didn't happen on any particular one day. It wasn't day one or day 50 or day 330. It was the combination of, I've built this rhythm in my life because I know it's going to help me be more like Jesus. Reading the Bible one day, sitting down, reading one section of the Bible may not may not do much to your heart it may not but building a rhythm of consistently in my life i'm going to open god's word i'm going to give the spirit opportunity to speak to me through the word of god starts changing the way you see things starts changing the way you understand and relate to god and it was again it wasn't day 1 it wasn't day 30 it wasn't day 40 it was this consistent rhythm of drawing near to God day after day, week after week, month after month, building that into our life. Giving a financial gift may not do much for you, but building a consistent rhythm of generosity begins to transform us into generous people. We begin to see the needs of other people and we have a willingness to step into those needs because we've developed this rhythm of generosity in our life. It's not just one thing. A single worship service may not revolutionize your life. Sometimes the preaching is just bad some Sundays, right? It's just not up to par. It's just not there. One worship service may not totally revolutionize your relationship to God, but that consistent coming together with God's people being loved by God's people 
being in community, being surrounded by people who know you and care for you and love you and will walk, will walk through life with you. That's what, that's what matters. It's that consistency over time. No one eats a really big meal and says, whew, I'm good for six months. I'm good. Now, some of us say that. Some of you are going to say that Thursday, right? You're going to push back from the Thanksgiving table, and you're going to go, whew, I don't need to eat for a month. But you know what I know about you? You're going to eat. Probably within six hours, you're going to be back. Leftover turkey, warming stuff up in the microwave. I mean, we say, oh, I don't need to eat for a month. It's six hours later. Why? Because we know that's how it works. I've got to eat in a re- on a regular, but I've got to take in nutrition. I've got to take in nourishment. If I'm going to have any energy, if I'm going to grow, same thing applies spiritually. Same thing applies. A consistent rhythm of growing, of learning, of being stretched, of being challenged, maybe of being confronted sometimes with God's Holy Spirit saying, hey, let's change that. It is that rhythm of walking with God day in and day out. Growth is the product of the consistent steps we take each day. It's the product of the consistent steps we take each day. All growth, your growth in your career, it's the product of the consistent steps we take each day. Physically, getting healthier. It's the product of the consistent steps we take each day. Relationships. It's a product of the consistent habits, the consistent rhythms that we take each day. Husbands, say to your wives, I'm going to take you on vacation for one week a year, and I want you to leave me alone other than that. I will do the marriage counseling, right? It's not going to go well because we know that growth in a, in a marriage, growth in a relationship is the product of consistent steps that we take over time. Spiritual life is the same way. Spiritual life is not taking in a whole bunch and then disappearing for a while. It's walking in community. It's, it's being in God's word. It's it's having time in prayer. It's, it, it's joining together and worshiping. It's becoming a, a generous person. It's, it's bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Right? You, you can be happy for a moment, but the, but the rhythm of consistently looking for reasons to find joy is what changes you. The rhythm of consistently finding reasons to have gratitude, that changes us. The rhythm, the habit, the consistency, the discipline. Also, and, and I think this is, this is one of the, the most important aspects of habits and rhythms. A foundation of healthy rhythms gives us a clear on-ramp when we stumble. A foundation of healthy rhythms gives us a clear on-ramp when we stumble. This is what I mean. Have you ever missed a meal? Have you ever missed a meal? 
You were just busy. You, you, you had a project that was due, and so you worked through lunch. You, you missed that meal. Um, you were out running around. There was not a convenient time to pull over and stuff. You lost track of time. You got up late, and so you didn't eat breakfast. You had to get to work. Yeah, we've all missed a meal for, for many different reasons. None of us have missed a meal and then said, oh, I missed a meal, guess I won't ever eat again. No, that would be, that would be dumb. What we, what we know is that when we miss a meal, it's really easy just to get back into the rhythm that we were in because right? another meal is coming. We miss lunch, we just step back into the rhythm at dinner. And we pick right back up there. There are weeks like this past week, weeks like this coming week where my rhythm of going to the gym isn't what it was. We had some early meeting obligations this week. Uh, things are really busy. We got holiday coming up. We're doing some traveling. And so that rhythm gets interrupted, but, but I already know what the rhythm is. And so once that passes, it's easy to just step back into that rhythm. When it comes to spiritual, uh, our spiritual life, one of the reasons for establishing a good rhythm, a good, healthy discipline and habits is because you and I are going to miss days. We just are. Life is going to get busy. We're going to get lazy, right? All of us do that sometimes. We're going to miss some, some days, some weeks of reading our Bible. We're, our prayer life is going to kind of fall off. We're going to be out of town for a couple of weekends, and we're going to miss church a couple of times. Healthy rhythm is the easy on-ramp back into all of that. When life throws off, my spiritual cadence when life throws off my spiritual rhythm there comes a point where i need to say you know what, let's get back in rhythm Let, let's start again let's 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 get back i already know what to do i just need to start again. i need to do it again i need to get going again i have not read my bible in a while but i know how to do that i just need to start doing it again a healthy rhythm lays the foundation for when I get off, when you get off, for me to just step back in to what was already happening. I don't have to create something new. I don't have to figure out something new. I can just step right back in to the rhythm that I've already established. You're going you're gonna to get off sometimes. You're going you're to have those questions sometimes. You're going to run up to hard moments sometimes, and you're going to look around, and you're going to realize, I've kind of stepped away from the things that were once really important to me. I want to step back into those. See, here's the, here's the challenge. Even though the on-ramp is there, even though the on-ramp is fairly simple to take, we don't always take it. This is why, for some people, missing a Sunday becomes missing two Sundays, becomes missing a month, becomes we haven't seen some people in years. Because they just didn't take the on-ramp back to where they knew they needed to be. This is why missing a day of, of praying or, or a week of praying and it becomes a month of praying. It becomes a prayerless life. 
Not because you couldn't get back in the rhythm. It's because we didn't get back into the rhythm. It's because we established a new rhythm without that spiritual habit. A new rhythm where we just dropped that out of our day. And, and I, and I want to say to some of us, what is that area for you? What is that area that once was so much a part of your spiritual rhythm and you missed a week and you missed a month and now it's been a long time since you picked up your Bible, since you, since you spent significant time in prayer, since you worshiped consistently with people, since you were in community with a smaller group of people. Just take the on-ramp back towards it. Just, just start again. And especially during those seasons of confusion, especially during those seasons of questioning, last thought, when we don't have an answer, we should just do what we know. When we don't have an answer, we should just do what we know. We spent a lot of time in this series talking about all of the things that, that are hard, the questions that we have, the, the disillusionments we sometimes have with faith or church or God, uh, the world, things we don't understand. There's a lot of things we're just not going to figure out in the moment. That why question is going to be persistent over some of our lives. It's just going to hang there. It's just going to be there for us. And, and, and we should seek to know God as much as we can. We should pursue God as much as we can. We should seek answers. There's nothing wrong with seeking answers. But sometimes we're at a point or we're in a season where we just don't know. Well, do the things you do know during that time. Return to the things that have sustained you during that season. And just keep going. Just keep practicing those. Just keep showing up in the spiritual rhythms of our life. Look, we talked about exercise a lot. I know almost nothing about exercise. Like, if you want a trainer, I ain't the one. Like, I don't know why things work the way they work and what this exercise does and what that machine is really doing. I just pull on it, right? I just grab it, I pull on it, I, I, do what, I do the thing, there's a little picture, I like pictures, there's a little picture, do it this way. Like, I don't know the, all the physiology of everything that's going on. I just know if I, if I keep doing this, it, it helps me be healthier. And sometimes in our spiritual journey, we have to say, God, I don't have an answer to this question right now. I'm still confused by this thing that happened. I still don't like this thing in my life. But I'm going to keep doing what I know to do. I'm going to keep worshiping with God's people. God, I'm going to keep opening your word. Even though I'm full of questions, I'm going to keep opening your word. I'm going to keep talking to you in prayer. I'm going to keep doing the rhythms that have been such a foundation of my life. And maybe I'll know the answer one day, and maybe I won't. But God, I'm going to keep walking with you. And that's my challenge for some of us here. Like there's something that happened maybe, or there's, there's some question that you have, or there's some 
there's some beef you have with God. Like there's some anger that you have with God. I get it. I've been in that seat. I know what that's like. I totally get it. But what's valuable is continuing to walk out those rhythms even when you still have questions. Like some of the, for me, some of the most beneficial, fruitful time in my life is when I didn't know what to say to God because he and I were like having some conflict. Like I didn't know what to say. I, I was disappointed in something. I didn't know what to say, but I kept talking to him anyway. I just kept talking to him anyway. And I want to encourage you, if that's you, if you kind of step back from, from faith and, and, and just, just find an on-ramp somewhere. I'm not, I'm not saying do everything all at once. And just find some on-ramp back to God. He's drawing you. He wants you to come back. Just go back to the start. Just, just start again. God, I pray that you would... You would help us walk these paths. They're lonely sometimes. They're confusing sometimes. We get angry sometimes. But God, help us to have a a consistent spiritual rhythm to our lives that in the hard times, we, we just keep resting in those places that you've shown up before. You've spoken to us before. And maybe we're having trouble hearing from you right now. But you've spoken from these places before. And so we're going to keep going back. We're going to keep living it out. In Jesus' name, amen.